Time to spice things up. This is curries and coconuts. Hi guys, this Hello. is episode four of Curries and Coconuts. I'm Pavitra. I'm Anushka. And we are actually talking to you guys on Halloween Happy day. Happy Halloween! It is spooky for multiple reasons, um, <laughs> including COVID and uh, Trump. But obviously, um, today we're actually not, unfortunately, participating in the Halloween shenanigans. We usually like to like... I mean, we're past the age of picking up candy. We usually like to pass out the candy, though, and then, you know, use the remnants and eat a bunch the, that night. I actually went trick-or-treating last year, freshman year. Like, you can, like, you actually go up to each door in the dorm rooms, and you go, like, trick-or-treat, and then, like, they give you candy. Like, everyone's given, like, a ton of little candy parcels by their TA on their floor, and then it's, like, a huge trick-or-treat thing, which That's is very really wholesome. Cute. Yeah. So you, you trick-or-treat in your dorm? Yeah. Okay, that's a, that's kind of adorable. But or you could go to, like, other dorms, too, but, like, you know. Well, she's lucky because I stopped trick-or-treating years before that, and my college did not have any of that fun stuff. Or if they did, I just didn't know about it, and I was um, being boring and locked in my room. <laughs> I have to admit, though, like, this is a very sad time. Like, for Halloween. Like, I feel so bad for the kids and stuff. Because, like, they deserve to go out and get candy and stuff. And it sucks to, like, not know how to explain this. Or, like, for I mean, like, obviously we don't have kids of our own. But, like, I'm sure it was really difficult to kind of explain the situation. And being like, you can't really go get candy today. Or, like... Yeah, yeah. but I think that people are, are thinking about it differently. Like, this year they're seeing the holidays as even more of a time to celebrate. Like, I was reading about... Um, the origin of Christmas a really, really long time ago, and that part of the reason was because it was in the winter season so that people would, like, feel a reason to celebrate to finally uh-huh. get to the summer. But, I mean, that's, like, really, really true now. I Mom was talking about it the other day, you remember? And she was like, oh, they're saying that people are going to go all out for Halloween this year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's true. I don't feel like I've seen that many decorations, though. There have been pumpkins around. Like, there have been a couple pumpkins around each house and stuff. I'm sure, like, now that Halloween is done, Christmas decorations will slowly start to come up. I have to admit, like, we don't celebrate Christmas, but, like, I'd be down, like, especially right now, to get into, like, a very cheerful holiday spirit. Um, you know, just lift up the moods. She says that we don't celebrate Christmas, but, like, her go-to to cheer up right now is listening to Christmas music all the I time. I mean, you don't have to celebrate Christmas to listen to Christmas music. So that is true, but, like, it just, it puts you in a happy mood. It does put you in yeah. a happy mood. Um, I used to do that when I was studying, too. That's, um, actually a funny thing. Uh, and, I don't know, do you have, like, a favorite holiday? Hmm. Well, there's so many that I'm just like <laughs> running through right now. Um, Indian holiday, I would say Diwali. Um, new stuff, new stuff, always new stuff. nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, um, but Western holiday, I would actually have to say sometime around the winter time, just like any of those holidays, whether it be New Year's Eve or <laughs> um, Christmas. Like, all those are just very cheery and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that definitely makes sense. I feel like there's so many clustered together that, like, especially 
when you're in school you can't help but be hyped because it's like I was studying for so long and now I have a break that's like three weeks so this is amazing yeah but, um I don't know for me I think it's either Halloween because I mean how could you not love candy as a kid but also I like the costumes and not necessarily like I've always thought it was dumb that, um, you know, you reach a certain age and you can't do certain things. Like, I think it's still fun to dress up. I'm a lazy person. Yes. So, um, I don't know if I always go all out, but I like that you can. Um, and then I really like July 4th. I don't know why I really like July 4th, but, like, I just do. It's, it's very interesting to, like, enjoy a nationalistic holiday in a time where, um, you don't necessarily support some of the direction of the nation, but I just like the fireworks and all that stuff. I feel like everybody's in a good mood on July 4th, very similar to like Christmas, but it's because it's sunny outside and like everybody's just dancing and having a good time. Yeah, I have like a holiday bucket list now that I'm thinking about it. Like I want to, I want to like decorate for Halloween and stuff and actually like get into a really huge dress up, you know, where like you actually like apply yourself to your costume and then go to, like, one of those Halloween parties or something. Or even, like, for Christmas, decorating the outside of your house in an environmentally sustainable and friendly way. <laughs> and, like, you know, doing we stuff like that. It. Like, yeah, I feel like I have a holiday bucket list on, like, random things to do for the holiday that I don't think, like, uh, that I would like to do when I grow up. No, I do, too. I've always wanted to have one of those houses that are, like, completely balled out and be that house in the neighborhood that everybody wants to check out. Like, we used to live next to that house in the, um, like, we moved, but the neighborhood that we lived in before here, they were very, very passionate about, like, decorating theirs. On Halloween, they had um, those, like, you know those huge event lights that, like, point up into the sky and they kind of, like, go up and down and stuff? Like, I don't know if that's a good way to describe it, but, like, those, those um, oscillating lights those spotlights our house like the our neighbor's house used to have oscillating lights during halloween that would basically like light up the sky even if you were like a couple blocks away (laughs) yeah no for me on my bucket list um one of the things is uh also to go to a haunted house because both of us have actually never been to a haunted house before Mm -hmm. um so i just feel like it'd be fun i think at this point i'm more of the like, on the side of tricks versus treats, because I feel like when I was younger, I got to enjoy the treats a lot, and now I kind of want to, like, have fun with some of the pranks and stuff. Yeah, I feel like for me, I'm not super into the spooky stuff. I like things more sweet and chill, and I guess I'm a treats fan in that case. Like, I think you would enjoy, maybe not a horror movie, but more like a spooky spooky flick and i would enjoy like a rom-com like (laughs) like one of those mimi hallmark movies that you just watch and it's like oh this is so cringy but like it's also like so cute but it's really cringy like one of those things okay yeah i actually do want to talk about that a little bit because um there are some movies that are coming out but i think they're more like christmas related that are really really cute so i'll talk about that another time because i feel like like um i haven't finished watching the movie yet and we'll get sidetracked Also, well, I mean, like, we're just talking about random stuff anyway, but the reason that I have a bucket list and there's so many things that are being added on is because, like, my Anu, um, you, you went to, well, you didn't go anywhere. You, she's just been studying all day. Yes. Yeah, so that's been her thing. And then for me, I went to, like, a friend's Halloween party and, like I said... It was good. That's good. I <laughs> haven't spoken to her about this like all day, so you're hearing it when I When am. I say she's been studying, she's been locked in her room studying. Yeah. Um, but 
I don't know. It was it was good. I like I said, I'm lazy about holidays and the amount of effort that I put. So like while I said I want to be one of those houses that ball out, um, I don't. It'd be like more of an effort equals obstacle. In this case, I'm very much so minimal effort, maximum results kind of person for these things. But um, efficiency is key. Yeah, the plan. <laughs> The plan was to have um, a Chick-fil-A costume, but then, like, that kind of fell through for multiple reasons. It was, it was like, a makeshift Chick-fil-A because I just don't have any costumes at my parents' house, which is where we're at right now. Um, so I, like, grabbed the skeleton mask that my dad used to wear every Halloween when we were kids, and I put it on. It's, like, a little bit big, but that was my thing. So I made this really, really cheesy joke because the intro was, like, tell a secret about um, yourself that nobody else should know. So I made this really cheesy joke of like, I may look dead on the outside, but I'm alive on the inside and I took off my mask. <laughs> you, you have an expression on your face. That's so cringe. I know. So that's like, honestly, my sense of humor. What was their reaction? Like, what was their reaction? Some people thought it was funny and some people were like, head not. Like the friend who invited it to me was like, why do you do this? I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> But I don't know, I, I like the uh, punny sense of humor. Even if other people don't find it funny, I don't care. I, I enjoy it anyway. Oh yeah, I laugh at my own jokes. Just like, even if no one else is laughing, I will laugh at my own jokes. Just just for that. Laughter is a gift, and if it is a gift only given to yourself, you should appreciate receiving exactly. that. <laughs> um, but I actually, like, I wanted to, to um, go back to what you were saying about, like, studying the entire time. When I was in college I used to have like really weird techniques for staying up to study um like I, I I um have mentioned to you this before but like you are very much so better at balancing things than I am um I'm I'm much more of a crammer mm-hmm. than she is <laughs> um she keeps making weird faces at me by the way <laughs> while we're doing this um I don't know if it's a part of the Halloween spirit but uh I, like, initially had started out eating spicy food, um, so I would, like, eat hot sauce or something like that to stay up for an hour and my tongue would be burning so I couldn't go to sleep, but eventually that started wearing off, right, because you get used to it, so a little bit later, it was, like, Halloween-ish season, you know, on Snapchat, they have all those scary stories that you can read, and, like, on YouTube, all of these things, like, oh, the nine scariest, like, 911 calls that have ever happened, so I started listening to all of that stuff. Um, and that definitely kept me up during Halloween time, but it became you, like... You can spare us the details of the calls, but <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to go more like in, in depth about each one. I Please don't. I wasn't gonna, <laughs> okay, but there's one okay. that I'm gonna call out oh, anyway. No. There was this really creepy one with this dude, uh. who, like his, his, he was on a date and his chimpanzee, his pet chimpanzee, like killed his, the girl he was dating. It's a really, really Why do you have to do. tell me this stuff? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is going to freak you out. I mean, it doesn't freak me out, but it's like knowledge I don't need to know. Well, now you can also be awake while you're studying. <laughs> no, I wanted to sleep after that. <laughs> what do um, you mean? <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean? What do I mean? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. Anyways, we're talking about spooky things and nightmares. Um... Obviously, the election is coming up. We really don't know exactly which way that's going to go, but there have been... <laughs> a cute, cute, spooky, spooky special spooky effects. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but there have been a lot of celebrities that um, have come out basically like in support of Trump. You say, like you've mentioned to me before that you think that that was the case last time too and I just wasn't really paying attention to it because like... We thought I it was really a lock-in. thought Clinton was going to win. Right, yeah. So I was not super worried about it. But, you know, 50 Cent and like Lil Wayne and Lil Pump amongst others have been kind of throwing support behind him, which... I personally think it's concerning. Um, well, obviously it is concerning because, like, yes, there are celebrities who are support showing support for Biden, and I see like um, Senator Harris meeting with a different celebrity, like Billie Eilish, Miley Cyrus. I think she met with Yara Shahidi too, but I'm not 100 sure. Uh, Mindy Kaling, like a bunch of other people. Um, but you know, it's like when when there are people with big names in the music industry who are saying that, and you love their music, like you might listen to them about which way to go. I wish, I wish two things. A, I wish they would support, if they were going to support a candidate other than Biden, I wish they would support Kanye. Like, okay, <laughs> I fine, think, I, I get it. I think Kanye is like a dumb candidate too, but at least it's like, it, it would be bad. Take out from the Trump vote, go to the Kanye vote, it splits the vote, and Biden has the vote. <laughs> yeah, but also like, I think we were talking about it the other day. I, I don't, I, like a Beyonce endorsement for mm-hmm. Biden would probably help. I don't know if he has in the time that, like, we're we're talking about this right now. I will Google it, but... <laughs> right, but you were also talking about um, Ariana Grande and the timing of her album. Yeah. In reference to this whole thing and, like, kind of her throwing her support behind Biden. So, I don't know. I think that that was really cool. I love her music just in general, but, like... I thought that the mix was really, really interesting and like throwing it uh, out at this particular point in time, like I really, I mean, it's so important to make sure that people do vote and she has such a big influence and we know that she's been like a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. So Mm -hmm. it was really, really cool to see. But um, I think you kind of analyzed the timing and stuff like that a little bit more than I did. Yeah, I definitely saw like um, when it first released on to Spotify, like obviously all like the main title tracks always have a mini snippet of, like, the music video and what it looks like. And, like, it was Ariana Grande walking down um, some, I don't know, congressional hall and in full-on suits and just looking awesome. And I, and I kind of thought, oh, maybe this is really well-timed for the election because every single person in my generation was hyped yeah like hyped (laughs) for this to happen and i just thought it was really well timed even if it wasn't intentional it worked out pretty well no i think that's a really good point because like even if it's not to promote somebody which she did promote a particular person but like even if it wasn't it brings it to your attention that you should be voting like especially for young people who usually don't get out there it's like hey remember you have this important thing to do so I think that, like, that's a pretty big deal. But um, I had noticed, like, the first thing that I noticed when I was watching her music video was she was in, um, I think, crap, what is it? The Situation Room? I think it's the Situation Room. <laughs> she was in the Situation Room. Um, and she was with, like, almost a bunch of other women. And there was, like, a, a diversity in the situation. I, there was support for, like, a bunch of different causes. So it was just really, really cool to see, like, a room where there were so many female leaders, like, you don't often see that, even when they take pictures of, like, the current status, it's mostly men, and there's not too much diversity in the room either, so, 
Um, just seeing that was like amazing and it sends a message and maybe she's not like exactly saying all of the words in the album, but she made some really cool points just by like the, the videography. That yeah, was there. for sure. Yeah, so I love her. <laughs> um, but I, I want to um, go back for a second to this like 50 Cent little Pump, like this whole situation there because they were all like, well, not all of them, 50 Cent was... Uh, you know, upset about the 62% possible taxing by the Biden plan in New York, which I'm not 100% sure if that's confirmed or not. But regardless, like, I don't love the idea of support being thrown for Trump. Like, 50 Cent had pointed out in his post that he was like, oh, I don't think that Trump likes black people. But regardless, like, you should vote for him because I don't want to pay this much taxes. Um, and one of the friends I was talking to had pointed out it's such interesting timing, like in the same way that Ariana Grande's call out was like very specific timing for the election. Um, these posts by all of these rappers are such interesting timing for like you. They know that the Trump campaign knows that they're probably not going to get too much of the black and Hispanic vote. So they're trying to use like people they think might have influence to try and gain that. And but also like this could very well be like. I don't know if they've had an October surprise yet, but this would be an interesting one to have a couple of days before the election. Yeah, I don't know if this is 100% it. It definitely is surprising to suddenly see so many celebrities that, like, we had thought either had no opinion or disliked Trump, like, come out in full support of him. Um, I feel like some of them have said derogatory things about him in the past, so it's just a little bit weird, but... Um, I think the October surprise was intended to be the vaccine and that just didn't work out, which is like unfortunate for the population, but like good timing for the election. I don't know. I'm just praying. <laughs> there was like a post that I saw on TikTok. No, not TikTok. Instagram with this girl who um, I follow like a lot of uh, Indian people <laughs> that are kind of influencers on Instagram. And she was like, my mom hired the Sri Lankan astrologer <laughs> to tell us if who would win the election she was like you guys they said it was trump oh my god no 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 go out and vote we have to fix this but like we're Wait. all just getting desperate here that reminds me of like do you remember that moment in indian matchmaking with the indian the astrologer, astrologer. yes dude <laughs> okay no i honestly it's so funny that you you bring that up though because like Firstly, I feel like the whole astrology thing is something that's very involved in like how arranged marriage kind of works and like trying to bring that together. Like that's something that mom yeah. mentions a decent amount too. Um, first clarification, we, I feel like Indian people get this question a lot of like, oh, do you decide who your parent, who like you marry, you get married to, or do your parents decide who you get married to? So firstly, like, we can choose, we just also have this option, and this option is, like, not very different from, um... Dating apps. Right, going on dating apps. So basically, a pretty easy definition for arranged marriage, I think that both of us have kind of come up with over the years, is it's definitely evolved and changed as time has gone on, but, um... Your parents will run you through... A system and it will be based on astrology to a degree and kind of picking your most suitable matches off of a lot of mathematics that have been done and a lot of uh, calculations based on moon signs so it's not the sun signs that western people tend to be more obsessed with for their horoscopes it's the moon signs that a lot of um, Asian and uh, 
eastern regions seem to be um, more they use it more for their calculations and another thing that's really important to note is while usually arranged marriage is done with just like your parents as your main matchmakers and not like someone like Sima and in or Indian matchmaking so like your parents will give you a match and then they'll be like go on a couple dates like for as long as you want try it out and like if you don't like it we'll move on if you like them like continue with that but it's not as high pressure as it like used to be and I feel like in a lot of ways a lot of cultures have continued to do this but for some reason a lot of people seem to be very stuck like I get I get so many questions asked like were your parents in arranged marriage is that weird like is a, do, do they feel, actually um, love each other? Yes, yeah. their parents actually do love each other. Like, do you feel uncomfortable? Will you have to get an arranged marriage? And I'm like, oh, so this is what happens when you don't know any actual brown people. Yeah. And you're introduced to your first one. Yeah, so like, and then you have to kind of answer to some point. And then there will also be like these Indian kids that have talked about arranged marriage and they'll be like, I don't want to get an arranged marriage. My parents are forcing me to. And, like, it's the worst thing in the world. And I don't understand why we have to do it. And they'll be complaining to a bunch of people who don't understand the culture. And that's the only thing that they know now. Right, right, yeah. No, I feel that. I feel like that's true, too, is sometimes, like, we're individually responsible for the portrayal of it. Um, Yeah. Which I actually, like, I do want to talk about how this particular show portrayed it because there are some things that, like, I don't fully agree with and then some things I haven't been exposed to, but just in general, like, I did want to talk about that. I will also say I, like, want to point out, you had mentioned um, that it's very based on astrology. It's just, like, it's also, I think that that's preferential, too. So there's this whole thing that they talk about in the show, which is called, like, biodata. Um, and when they say biodata, it's pretty much like a hinge profile. So it's your, it's your, it's your bio or like a Bumble profile or a Tinder profile or whatever. Um, so like you have all this information about you, like, this is what I do. This is what I'm interested in. This is my personality and how I would describe it. And like people read that and see your picture and they're like, do I want to choose to possibly meet this person? And it's not like, ooh, if I accept this person's like bio data sheet, like that means that we are gonna get married. It's more like, all right, or it's it's not that way anymore. Now it's more like, all right, let's meet up. We're gonna just like see if this works. We'll see if there's any chemistry or like we can make this work out. And if not, like no hard feelings. It's It's pretty much like dating, but in a serious sense. So like, you know, some people, they, they have an age where they decide like, all right, I'm going to seriously start considering marriage right now. It is nothing more than that. That of like, yes, there may be an end intention in sight. And we're going to talk about some things a little bit earlier. Of Like, do you want kids and other stuff like that? And what is your plan for like your future? But it's, I think people see it as, oh, oh my God. Like you're not even going to know the person and you're going to sign up for marriage. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like that that's the case right there. Yeah, uh, I actually have a lot of these conversations with uh, mom about just like when we go on random talks and stuff and I'll ask her random questions about this. And at least for our family, I think it's an important thing to note that like very similarly to a compatibility test that you might do or an algorithm that Tinder or Hinge or whatever might take you through. 
to get people who are more compatible with your profile. That's basically what astrology does. And um, my mom was also saying you could be a two out of like, she was saying your astrology ranking is like a zero out of 10, where 10 is the best. And she said, and sometimes a two is like, a really amazing marriage even if you guys aren't like supposed to be compatible but you tried it out anyways and it works and sometimes a 10 out of 10 doesn't work out that well so it's exactly like a dating app where right there are some people who who care about science a lot and that there are some people who don't right exactly that's kind of what astrology has to do at least for like indian uh matchmaking in that sense Ooh, um, sorry to cut you off. I just want to call out one thing too. This is just our exposure to it. So yeah. like, we're just talking out of our experience. Like, yeah. This is also not everybody. Some people who are Indian might disagree. And some people who are Indian might hate the concept of arranged marriage. Some people might like totally support it. Uh, this is, yeah. Love how, how you want to love, man. Yeah. This is how we were brought up with it. So, uh, and this is our exposure to it in so far. So kind of just sharing what we know so far. Um, I will have to say when I was watching Indian matchmaking and like and the exposure that I had to um, astrology was what I just said. I was quite shocked at this concept of face readers and things that you know we're not necessarily introduced to as. Uh, a huge player in uh, matchmaking and I was also do you know that none of the matches that she set up worked (laughs) like do you know that yeah you told me about yeah yeah so basically this top rated I'm quoting quotations right now (laughs) this top rated um Indian matchmaker has somehow made zero matches and I'm just (laughs) This show runs for, like, ten episodes. I think they may have just chosen the people who failed because that's funnier. I mean... like, she is well-known. Yeah, to a point. I mean, I feel like a lot more people probably do arranged marriages only through their family and, like, their family channels because I know that the channels that people are connected to in India is very (laughs) extensive and so similarly, I, I suppose it's different in, in uh, America and probably other Western regions because I know that not everyone knows everyone here. And in India, it seems like our grandparents literally know everyone living where <laughs> they are. So um, I suppose that that's where a difference comes in, where a matchmaker comes into play. But I was, like a, I was very shocked with a lot of... Um, aspects of the show that I hadn't necessarily been introduced to. Yeah, um, I would also, like, I want to say that, um, with the whole thing that you pointed out of the face readers and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, I, I kind of feel like that was, like, thrown on pizzazz, like, stuff that probably doesn't actually happen, but they were like, ooh, look at the mysticalness of it all, like, the reality show stuff, so I'm, when I say that, like, Seema, who's the matchmaker, is well-known, I honestly don't know if she's, like, great at making matches, that's supposedly, like, she's just well-known, it's her thing, right, I think she may be more of, like, a reality show personality, she's in, like, but I'm not sure, she's, mom was watching the first movie with Seema and Dee, um, oh, yeah, also, basically, (laughs) explain, auntie, (laughs) it's it's very uh what would you call it like respectable in india to address 
even people who are not related to you as auntie or if uncle if they're older than you like right. not in your age range at all or within a couple age years and stuff so um right. if me in my early 20s was to call somebody in their late 20s auntie there'd yeah. be a lot of problems so basically <laughs> probably 20 10 no 15 to Maybe 20 15 years, years old yeah. yeah so we call we address them by like auntie and uncle for a dude and uh yeah that's just generally how we grew up so if you hear any auntie uncle things that's basically <laughs> what that means um but same auntie actually what showed up in only one film um before indian matchmaking and it was mom was telling me she was trying to find a match for her daughter right. so that was yeah. a very interesting concept to, and apparently she was failing and like or she wasn't failing. Oh, I don't know enough context about this movie. Anyways. Yeah, I think we should watch the yeah, movie first. We'll, we'll watch the movie first. But she changed her name. That's what I know from S-I-M-A to S-E-E-M-A to make it sound more Western or whatever. Which, right. Like, this is how you... Honestly, though, if people could figure out how to pronounce my name just by the spelling, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Right. Anushka, Babushka, Anushka... Anovska. Like, Babushka is just them insulting me. Yeah, that's trying true. To play. <laughs> um, but no, I think that it was it was, like the stuff that you had mentioned about Indian matchmaking and like people's perceptions of it. I feel like it's interesting because, like you said, people are always asking, "Oh, is that what Indians do? Like, do you have to get an arranged marriage?" But then there are so many TV shows like um, Married at First Sight, and even Love Love Is Blind kind of has like a similar vibe mm-hmm. of like a, this is the date. When you're getting married, and like we said, arranged marriage is not even that stressful anymore at this point. Um, but there are a lot of shows like that, and people watch those all the time, and they're like, "Oh my God, it's so exciting to see, and so um, interesting to see how their love develops, and like, will it actually work out?" That's so crazy that they're getting married at first sight, but it's acceptable, and you're watching it as a show, and you're promoting it, and giving money to it through your views. Whereas, like, when it's the case of a culture that's doing that, it's really, really weird. So there's like. An insane level of hypocrisy there. That is so unfair to just, like, discard it because it's a particular culture. But then, you know, when it becomes more Western, it's like, ooh, let me check it out. This is going to be a fun weekend thing that I can do and binge watch. I wish that people would be more considerate as well when, you know, they ask about if you're a parent. I genuinely don't care if people asked, uh... Is it in your culture to have arranged marriage and have your parents have an arranged marriage? Like, those questions are all justified. You want to learn about it. That's fine. But don't make, don't have a follow-up question that's very hypocritical or judgmental because of, like, what has occurred. We know you, some of you watch those matchmaking shows. We watch those matchmaking shows, too. Um, but I just wish that people would be more, um, yeah, less, less judgment. On, right. on this because it's, it's our culture and it's what a lot of us have grown up with our grandparents having arranged marriages our parents might have arranged marriages or they might have love marriages like both of them are completely fine and other cultures used to do that too it's not like, like and they still do but like a lot of the focus is really on indian culture right like a setup that your parents do is pretty much an arranged marriage <laughs> like if it works out think about it like your parents set up that whole thing yeah so um I don't know. I don't love that, but I will say that there were like parts of the show that kind of annoyed me too. Um, especially when it wasn't in the U.S., they talked a lot about like you know slim, trim, fair 
and uh, yeah. tall, and yeah, those yeah, are yeah. like the requirements, and educated, and those are the requirements that you need to be marriage material, especially, especially if you're a woman. Like, if you are under 5'2", and you have dark skin, don't even think about getting married, and if you're a little bit over Or don't like, even think about happen. coming near my son, all these, like... Ooh! Okay, no, that kid, like, what was his name? Um, Akshay. Akshay, oh my god, that man, like... He was proud of the fact that he pretty much wanted somebody like his mom. He literally said it like five times. I mean, he, he, he kept like, saying... It's like, you got problems. I, he was like, I only... My mom is my ideal type. And then he'll be like, uh, I only want a wife who will stay at home and work and cook and clean and take care of the kids because that's what my mom did for me. And I'm like, dude... Dude, 2020, man. <laughs> right, and we're we're gonna talk about this a little bit more because, like, that she had mentioned, Anu had mentioned, like, the movie, um, which also features Seema about like women's kind of treatment in those particular situations. And Akshay's mom had a lot of stuff to say that was like very, very unreasonable in our perspective about what a woman's place in a, in the home is. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like that is a whole other topic yeah. to unpack. Um, Once we watch that entire movie with the first appearance of Seema, we'll get back to you on that. Right. I did like how... Um, well, first, you know the other matchmaker, Gita? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Okay, there was... Uh, ooh, what was her name, though? I think it was... Oh, the, the girl? Yeah. I don't remember. I think Ankita or something like ah, that. Ah, that was it. I don't know. There was this... Boss, fantastic, awesome, entrepreneurial, spirited, feminist, feministic icon, icon named Ankita in <laughs> in um or Ankita in um India, and she wanted to get a match made, and so she went to go visit Sima, and she was saying, "I'm a very business oriented. Like this is what I want to do with my life." Uh, I'm very passionate about the projects that I have. Please find me someone who, you know, will support this as well. And Seema sent her to a very, what did they call her? Like very... Modern. They said modern, that she was modern. Yeah, modern matchmaker, Gita. Right. Who basically just told her, women should adapt, okay? Women <laughs> should, women should so, you know, fit into what the man wants. Would you, if you had a job in Timbuktu and your, your husband was staying here, would you move to Timbuktu? Or I think it was like the other way I around. I think it was the other way. Yeah. She was like, you, you should be expected to move to Timbuktu. That's just what you have to do in a marriage. And it's like, how is that modern? Like, yeah, like, that's literally... I mean, I agree. Backwards. Right, I agree. She backwards. Seema was better. Like, right. Yeah, no, that was the thing that we were talking about the entire time. It's like, how is Gita the more modern person if she's like, the woman needs to be the one to adapt and make the compromises and you should go wherever he goes and, like, his decisions are now your decisions. But um, the thing that, like, I agree, uh, there needs to be adaptation on both sides of the couple and there needs to be compromise on both sides. So maybe if that person gets a job somewhere, like, you also have to follow that, but it should be, like, a choice between you two of what it is that you do. And sometimes it's going to be the woman who, like, you go to where her job is. Sometimes it's going to be the man. But it shouldn't always be, this is a man and this is his place. Also, I cannot stress the amount of times, like, we don't drink here. Uh, this is a non-alcohol family, but you can make a drink a drinking game out of how many times compromise and adjustment was said in that show. True that. Like... Ugh. 
Oh my god. But yeah, Sima was more modern. Like, the thing is that, no, she didn't, like, fully get it, but for the most part, especially in, like, Western countries, like, she knew. I'm guessing that's kind of why she had more, um... Right, I think it was finding somebody that fit in India. Yeah. Like, that was the problem because she had, I think she had a lot more exposure to Western countries mm-hmm. and kind of had to adapt to the culture there. And while she found it a little bit difficult, she was able to adapt and find matches and, well, right. tried to find matches based on the show. But um, she had more exposure to like a feminist uh, and a really badass career oriented woman. Uh, that they said didn't really really fit in yeah. at this point in time like they thought she was very uh, um, ahead of her time yeah yeah which is great go you and, and we like her <laughs> we love you like. um no i i mean i agree i think that that was true i think she was trying to search for what was best um it just yeah. didn't work out that way i will say like a lot of the marriages and the criteria that were set up in india bothered me a lot like in the particular set of the show because of the way that they approached it and the way the families were talking about it Mm -hmm. but for the ones that she set up where the kids were western like some of the characters like aparna or something else where she was um very much so about like this is what i want this is what i want i don't like anybody like this but like the way that those matches were approached and the people and the way that they figured things out i really liked that also a fair point that we have to point uh I, I think is something that isn't touched on is Aparna also had a dad who walked out on her. And then what was his name? Um, the, I forgot his name. The teacher guy? Yeah, the teacher guy. Sorry, we're lacking on names today. <laughs> um, he also had a dad who, you know, didn't provide him with a great childhood and it was a very traumatic experience. But for some reason in the show, Aparna was more so portrayed as annoying and we didn't actually get to know her character as much or get to know her backstory. Um, and we got to know like the teacher dude's backstory right. and I'm going to search up his name because I feel bad for just calling him the teacher dude. Um, <laughs> I guess a lot of it is about portrayal. Yeah, because I think... The female villain, maybe? Like, the, yeah. the what is it called? Like, when they have a... Um, Antagonist? No, the, 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 like, personality types in a um, fiction. Uh, I Whatever, but yeah. she was, like, maybe... Uh, is your point that maybe she was, like, portrayed so that she yeah, was, like, the villain? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, she was kind of... We, we don't know as much about her as we knew about Yasser, who was the teacher guy. Um... And his backstory with his father and how he was emotionally impacted and he didn't want to be in a family, like, leave a family in that state either. And he wanted to be in a family that was well-connected and well-rounded. Um, Not well-connected, he just wanted to be in a family that was well-rounded and understood where he was coming from. And, like, happy. <laughs> and happy, yeah. And happy. But, yeah, what I meant by well-connected was, like, all the cogs are, like, turning at the same time, not well-connected. Like, I know... Lots of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I feel like we didn't really go super deep into Aparna's character and what made her the way she is today and stuff like that. So, while I agree in the show she was portrayed as very tiring and very picky... Maybe there was a reason behind that that we that we never got to learn about her. Right. I mean, I guess that that's true. Like, in a sense, she was talking about the vacations that she takes and stuff like that and how she always has an itinerary. 
And, mm-hmm. like, every day has a schedule and everything that she does has a purpose. Like, like we love planning. Was, I love planning. I may, would do that. Maybe if it was a guy, though, like, they would be thinking about that in a respectable way. If like, wow, yeah. look how he values his time. So I think that's that's a fair call out. Yeah. And I feel, I mean, I plan everything out to a T. So I right. kind of get that Part as well. Part of it is, like, portrayal of, oh, wow, she's so not lax. But, like, to some extent, everybody, most people have an itinerary. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that massive of a deal like it depends from person to person there's type a and type b but still um (laughs) well anyways i feel like that like pretty much sums up the topic i'm sure we'll have like add-ons later but i really liked watching that i liked the representation i thought i'd be more upset with it than i was like i actually generally speaking liked it i just liked some characters and some approaches but it was very dramatic in an indian soap opera kind of way oh yeah okay um i actually wanted to talk about at the end in the last episode they had like couples who had arranged marriages and they were talking about all the things ah, they love yeah. about each other and i was like see so it does work they do love each other it's like really really cute so i don't know i thought that that was adorable but it was like and it showcased exactly what we were talking about of like sometimes yes it works great like, it works probably the same way that other marriages do work, and sometimes it's a great experience, and it's not, like, a weird thing that, like, there's no love between the two people. There there really is. Like, they enjoy each other's presence. Like, I'm happy arranged marriage exists, because without it, I mean, we wouldn't right. be here, right? Yeah. Like, mom and dad wouldn't have met each other, so... Or maybe they would have, but... I mean, that's an mm-hmm. alternate dimension, but still. <laughs> and can I just say... All the people in that show had luscious locks. Right. No, luscious. it's so true. Um, it's really... Well, I think, like, a part of it is the... Uh, I mean, obviously, like, the oil that we use in our hair. But I noticed on um, Instagram, like, Reels, they've been doing this thing where there'll be pictures of Indian oil ads and, like, hair products that Indian people use. And those ads, and, like, instead of the Indian lady that's usually on the box, it'll be, like, Kylie Jenner's face. um like wait she's been wondering why this is the case for so long i have no idea i am so confused like why it is that this is happening i don't know if it's because they're like calling it out because usually the girl on the box is like super fair-skinned and she has like brown hair and stuff and like honestly looks a little bit like kylie jenner but like why is it that kylie jenner is on all these boxes i'm very confused i'm just making up my own reasons for it but can somebody explain to me what she's doing with her face transposed on all these ads like what is the joke yeah no i couldn't answer that to you <laughs> i i don't know i haven't even seen this until you showed me like today it's like one of those things that you see and you laugh at it because you know that it's supposed to be funny mm-hmm. but you don't know why you're laughing right so i feel awkward <laughs> Um, all right. Well, anyways, I think that that wraps up today's episode and all the stuff Yay. we wanted to talk about. Um, so you can find our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We hope that you guys enjoyed listening and we will see you next week. Bye.